Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jones on the left wing, picked up by Damian Lee. Gives for Bain, top of the arc, bounces for Clark. Clark to the rim! Oh, he jams! Over Dario Saric, soaring into the Memphis night off a beautiful pick and roll. Brandon Clark says, yeah, Jaws got hops, but so do I. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Basically, is the host of Rise and Grind on Grind City Media. Catch on the Grizz Radio Network right here on 99 FM ESPN. She joins us now. Jessica, have you ever, like, what's your most impressive streak? Like, do you have anything that, that uh, like, any kind of streak that you've gone on in your life that is remotely comparable to what these Grizzlies are doing? Oh, that's a good question. I was a nerd, so I had a good grade streak. Um, but nothing like this, nothing like 10 wins in a row. <laughs> what did you have a good streak? No, no. I actually, I saw like some, um, you know, some woke video about how like, you know, the perfect attendance institution. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. I was the opposite of that. Yeah. Like they were like the, 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 you know, the, I don't remember exactly what the, you know, the, the theory was, but it was like, you know, the American school system you know, puts in your head at an early age that you have to show up every single day, and if you don't, you're a worse person, something like that. Yeah, I was I was the antithesis of that. My parents probably pulled me out of school way too often, <laughs> but I was doing my homework on the road a lot, so I didn't have an attendance record. I, I was never part of a team that had a great winning streak. Um, yeah, just, just living life, that's my winning streak. How about last night? and particularly the backcourt production that you got from John Morant and Desmond Bain. I don't know, Jess, I think at one point with Bain specifically, even coming back, I know he had the I'm back moment on the court, and, but, but he had talked with J.J. Redick about you know that toe and it's still bothering him. This looked like, I must say, I, I think maybe we'd come to the conclusion, well, maybe he doesn't get back to the level that he was pre-injury, but still, if he's good Desmond Bain, that's a good thing for the Grizzlies. This looked like pre-injury level Desmond Bain, didn't you think? I agree, and I think there's a comfort level and where you start shifting from the space of he's back to he's here, and you do kind of trend back to those early season conversations that we were having about 
are John Morant and Desmond Bain, you know, the two components of one of, if not the best backcourts in the NBA. And in these last two games, honestly, both what he was able to do in, in Indiana and knocking down five threes in that win, but then what he does last night as he and Ja combined for 57 points there and 13 assists. And the thing about Desmond Bain is, yes, it's great to see his three-point shot start falling again, but also just the aggressive nature to his offensive game, which is what we saw early in the season, right? That yeah. constantly looking to advance the basketball, putting pressure on teams to continuously wear the defense down, which is precisely what we saw against the Suns last night. So I'm in a very confident space with Desmond Bain at the moment, and I think it's really hard not to when you see the team operating uh, at this level with him specifically stepping back into those early season vibes. What do you make of, you know, just uh, obviously tomorrow the Cavs are coming in. Like, we were talking about it earlier. It it just feels like, and, and this is sort of the way they've been, but even after sleepwalking through, you know, the, the first half, like the Grizzlies, there's, there's no such thing as them not getting up, right? Like they just, whether it, it might take them a, a quarter, you know, but it's like they, regardless of opponent, they get they give and bring the same exact energy every night. Like what other team in the league does that? It's been the biggest indicator of this ten game win streak, in my opinion. And it's the difference between like a young plucky team and a team that has consistently been maturing before our very eyes. And they're now at a place where they're not getting caught record watching. They're not getting caught roster watching on any given night. And I know the Suns have been bad, bad without Devin Booker, but you have them also without Chris Paul and. Sure, you kind of maybe sleepwalk a bit, defensive lapses in the first half, but the thing about this Grizzlies team is they've now become one of those teams in the league that can just kill you with a flurry. Like, it really does happen so incredibly quickly, and you saw it in the third quarter last night where suddenly they're up 20, and and it's too big of a hole for an opponent to climb out of, so it's not even close down the stretch. We were talking about it on Rise and Grind this morning. It gives some... Uh, reminiscent of like how the Warriors were, especially with those death lineup years and where they would just bury you in a, in a couple minutes, they could bury an opponent. And now the Grizzlies are doing that. And the thing that makes it so remarkable is they're doing it without being a spectacular three point shooting team as a whole. They're doing it by getting out in transition, by killing you in the paint and getting a lot of and one opportunities as well. That's been huge, but they have definitely emerged as this team where you, you can't go down too bad because there's just no climbing out of that hole. Rick Carlisle said after the game on uh, was it Saturday that the Grizzlies might very well be the best team on the planet right now. Do you do you think that do you think that like NBA coaches actually believe that or do you think that's like Carlisle gassing the Grizz up after they beat them down? Like do, I'm just curious. Like do you think it's a sincere thought shared across the league? Has everybody arrived at that conclusion yet? I do get that feeling, and both from you know listening and. and you never know how a coach really, truly feels, especially right after their team just lost mm-hmm. to a certain team. But listening to other, you know, for me specifically being a part of the radio crew and listening to the other radio announcers come into town and be like, yo, like this Grizzlies team is legit. You have something really special here in Memphis this year. To my friends around the association saying, this Grizzlies team is legit. You have something special here this year. And I think just keeping them in that stratosphere conversation, like, yes, the the Celtics are great, definitively great, but so are the Grizzlies. And and you can put the Nuggets in that category as well, and especially as the Grizzlies continue to be tied with them for that top spot in the Western Conference. And, of course, the Nuggets have the head-to-head right now. But you're starting to see that distance and that space coming between those two teams and anyone below them, specifically in the West. I mean, I think at this point it's the Pelicans who are four and a half games back, but it's getting less crowded at the tippity-toppity 
And so I think it's very fair to say the Grizzlies are, you know, establishing themselves as a true contender. Like, we can say that now. They are a contender this season. As I don't want to go too far because I think it was just a few games ago that he did he did foul out. But but Jaron last night <laughs> zero fouls. You know that you know six zero. blocks jumps out. But how how about that zero fouls? He's been talking about that lately, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he say he doesn't think they're looking for him as much? It does seem like you know as, as great as the you know sort of his offensive switch from outside in or at least kind of that to, to inside out guy it's you know what everything that he's doing defensively you just can't take your eyes off right now and last night the zero fouls you know keeps you on the floor at at, at the critical times exactly and and just his overall importance for this team and you know it's something that he's taken pride in and taken extra attention in but also as he continues to gather respect as a true defensive player of the year candidate in this league some of those ticky tacky fouls you have to think as his reputation continues to grow you would hope that that whistle grows with it like we'll just call it what it is but just jaron as a totality i mean that sequence last night when he had the the and one and then missed the free throw and then immediately got his rebound and had another and one and made the free throw in that case. Like that's a five point swing courtesy of Jaron Jackson Jr. And it came off of a block on the other end. And just to see him approach his, his offensive game with the same confidence and the same, like I'm a bully. I can do this against anyone who comes at me has been one of the, the best developments of this winning streak from a personal standpoint with this Grizzlies team. You know, last night I was listening to Charles and, and Shaq at halftime, and they were asking Charles about, you know, the West or best teams. And, and he, you know, right now he gave the edge to, to Denver. And, 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 and Jess, if we're just rolling with that for now and saying, okay, Denver and Grizzlies meet in a Western Conference finals, right? A lot, lot that have to be determined before then. But they are, they do seem to be pulling away from the pack right now. What would that look like, Jess, just in terms of games, you know, just a, 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 a real light look at what a series against the Nuggets, seven-game series in the Western Conference Finals would look like? What, what would you envision? I would envision a competitive, fun matchup if there's anything to be taken from, you know, early returns from both these teams. But I think the thing that continues to stand out for me with this Grizzlies group, and the the Nuggets have it to a certain degree, but just the versatility at which the Grizzlies can attack someone in a seven-game series and where you can really play those chess matches. And we've seen, you know, as Taylor Jenkins continues to evolve as a coach and his staff comes with him. But to think about the depth of this Grizzlies group being able to go against, yeah, sure, you get the Nuggets and you're going to potentially have three-time MVP Nicole Jokic on the other side if that were to play out the way that it goes. Um, but for the Grizzlies to have your starting five, including two of the best defenders in the league who can guard one through five in Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr., you have John Morant, you have Desmond Bain, you have the glue guy of Steven Adams who's going to do everything in between. And then there's just not much drop-off. Like when you go from John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. to Tyus Jones and Brandon Clark – that's remarkable. You throw in Santi Aldama and you heard Monty Williams talking about Santi Aldama not getting enough credit as someone that opponents need to be considerate of, of Zaire Williams as he continues to get confidence back. David Roddy had a nice game last night. That's where my confidence continues to build. And, and you think about the Grizzlies matching up with anybody. And I think they're proving that they are built to match up with just about anyone, especially in the West. Talking to Jessica Benson, uh, joining us every Tuesday here on the show, Catcher on Rise and Grind and the uh, Grizzlies Radio Network here on 99 FM ESPN. How high are your hopes for Danny Green? He just started 5-on-5 uh, five five earlier, uh, I guess late last week or over the weekend. 
like what's a reasonable expectation for him as he's coming back from that ACL? Like, it, is it fair to have any expectations? Do the Grizzlies have them? Like, what do you think this could look like with Danny Green? I think you want to temper expectations, of course, and want to understand all of the benefits that Danny Green has given to this team as a veteran presence amongst a young group. But you would hope that, you know, if he comes back to even some level of what he was giving before, he's an immediate boost to the perimeter defense that's been a little sketchy and spotty throughout the year. And he gives you three-point shooting, which has been a little sketchy and spotty throughout the year. So if you can have Danny Green give you anything there, I think that's nothing but a positive. And to see how, you know, he's interacted with the younger guys within this group and and kind of been like the elder statesman sitting on the bench, it would be exciting. Now, that said, he's recovering from an ACL injury at 35 years old. That's a massive challenge. And so you don't want to shoot for the moon right out the gate. But just to see if he could come back and, and give this team anything as they make this playoff run would be exciting. Just I do this every year around All-Star time, and then it comes and it goes, and we have another dunk contest that we forget about. Is, <laughs> is there anything possible the NBA could do to get a Ja Morant or a Zion Williamson in the dunk contest? Knowing Ja and what he's motivated by and the, the way that you do, is there anything the NBA could do to get a guy like that in the dunk contest? Something we would really, really want to see. One billion dollars one billion <laughs> i don't know put it, put it with a b that, that it feels that like otherworldly though right like it would have to be something ridiculous a game changer like yes it would, yeah a game changing amount of money a that's, yeah. that's a game changing amount of money one billion yeah we get mac mcclung bro we're going to the yeah G i know i don't bro. think he's asking for one billion see I mean, when we have There's to go gotta to the be G an League, amount of money to make that something again now mac mcclung is going to be electrifying though like he will, he do, will, he can duck that thing, bro. Do you think if there was a he can a fifteen million dollar cash prize that Zion and and Ja would go for it? Fifteen million dollar cash prize? <sighs> no. Brought to you, sponsored no. by sponsored by Kia. Sponsored by Kia. I don't think that's I mean, going to get it over. Is, I don't either. What's because, the number? I mean, yeah, that's more than twenty mil. Twenty million dollars to duck. Come on, man. $20 million. Yeah, bro. no one, no one is going to do that. Really? From a financial step. From a, oh, step forward and put I, out. No, I mean, yeah. I mean from giving $20 million from that standpoint. Like, oh, yeah, I, th- I think if you offered $20 mil, then you're having a different conversation. But would they really offer $20 million for a dunk contest? I don't know. How committed are they to bringing back the intensity and the star power to the dunk contest? It used to be something. Now it's dead. It, it sure did yeah. back in the day. Uh, it's been my it's been my uh, my my cause for several years now, and we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best. 
best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.